Rosie. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> this is my least favorite part of the podcast. Oh, it's my favorite. I Good hate morning. starting it, but oh, that's okay. a bad way to start it off. And I'm because I'm happy to be here. It sure. just feels so. Hi, I'm Jackie Viscusi. <laughs> this is Am I an Asshole? Um, hi, Jackie. Hey. So, um, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm a little hungover. Yeah. Jackie and I accidentally had like kind of a little bit of a tiff last night. Yeah, we our, this was our first kind of fight. And I think that you're not really friends unless you kind of do. Yeah. You're not like close unless you like can just up front be like, you're annoying me or something. Yeah. But it was hard. Well, it was dumb what Jackie was talking about. Something we were talking about like sex, having sex and being able to separate sex and relationships. And like I for some reason was like really standing on my ground and being like, um, well, I did it. And then I took it really personally and took a weird twist. And then I was sort of attacking Jackie and I feel like about it today. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I felt like it, it got misconstrued because I think I was just saying like with dating apps and stuff, I don't understand. I, I, I don't quite connect with the concept of, and you weren't even talking about dating apps. Right. So I think that's where it got weird. We just got weird. We had it got weird. Sazeracs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had... Which I didn't know was a drink. You yeah. said it so casually, like, "Do you know?" Bring yeah. it on later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah. So anyway, and I, I, I just don't. I don't quite understand the the tindering and the the like looking at pictures and like connecting with that because I just like I don't know. I'm a sap. I think. Yeah. And I well, and yeah, because you were you were kind of saying like, well, the meetup to like bone grinder was like much more of that. But I guess Tinder yeah. is also kind of like that. I don't. Yeah. It's like there's no connecting and you really are separating relationships and boning. Yeah. Because yeah. And I can do that and have done that. Right. But I just find it kind of a little weird that people are literally just going after one or the other when oftentimes things are not for for me. That's what I was saying. For me, they're not that black and white. Like I just don't really relate to being like, I want to fuck tonight and then just like scrolling through a bunch of like abs and being like that pair of abs is what is going to be on top of me i need so much more of a connection but i was gonna ask you this last night but i think we were in like the throes of passion Uh the throes of passion things seems like we were fucking while we were having this conversation follow your passion Uh, yep um but uh we were having a passionate discussion but i was just gonna say but what if chris hemsworth was all up on that tin. And that changes everything. Thank you. And point taken. Jackie's, Jackie's like, love him. And his Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. It's just the light eyes and the light and just the Australian. I mean, I don't know. Do, do when you look, uh, like, do you feel that way? Cause yes. I have like kind of light hair and it's yes. long and I have light eyes. That yes. And the abs are the same. And it, the abs are <laughs> the, absolutely. Yeah. And arms and the <laughs> accent. <laughs> yeah. Most, most common, what I, in common that I have with Chris Hemsworth is that I'm Australian <laughs> through and through. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> through, through. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we made it through and you know what? I feel like we're stronger now. I, I think stronger together. Yep. Try to quote Hillary. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Ooh, Hillary. Mm-hmm. And so what, well, okay. Yeah. So, cause this episode is going to be interesting in the, in the sense that it may have more than one chapter. Yeah. And so this topic is going to be, am I an asshole for judging religious people? Yeah. And today's part one is going to be Christianity specifically. Yeah, Christianity, because it's just such a huge 
religious world out there. Absolutely. And so we figure we need to, to section it off a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and what makes us an asshole, in my opinion, what, mm. what would make me an asshole about judging religious people is that, th- first of all, judging anyone, mm-hmm. but also that they're, they are seemingly doing something that is positive and moral and works for them. And who am I to judge the right. way that they live their life? And the things that they believe in, at the same time, I feel like they can be very judgmental and that can be harmful to society as a whole. So, yeah, and because I feel like religion is a way to sort of like section off a group of people like so it's it's this grouping and then they're acting, I don't know, in like together the same way, like with the same mindset. Yeah, it can very much be like two different I don't know, bullying kind of situation. Or yeah. Two groups. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, us against them. Us or against them. Yeah. You either believe or you're going to hell. And, or... and it is kind of like a life or death situation just because a lot of it has to do with the afterlife or like abortion or like things like yeah. that where there's like, you know, really strong stakes. I mean, obviously like wars have been fought about this for years. Yeah. Thousands of billions of years. Billions Which is years. what God wants, I think. If there's a God, he wants bloodshed yeah. over him. 100. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I we're, we're gonna try not to to we're gonna try to see the other side of it as well because yeah. okay I mean candidly n- neither Rosie or I are super religious no. am I saying that correctly yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know what Chris Hemsworth would say so yep. mm-hmm. but he probably isn't but I don't know maybe he is yeah and that's okay and that's what we're saying it's okay if Chris Hemsworth is religious yeah and so that's he's what, probably listening so um, <laughs> we love you Chris and. You know, get on Tinder. Um, but yeah, we so and in this uh, podcast, ha- had you not listened to the previous ones, um, we sort of dissect a question um, that we're thinking just like in our own little noggins um, and just what we're going to bring on a, a lovely guest. Her name is Sydney Nichols. She is very funny and she is also my roommate. Ah, yeah. Um, and we just kind of are deciding whether or not we're assholes for thinking this certain question um and then after that we're gonna bring on jen viscuzzi who is jackie's sister mm-hmm. and she's our, our resident therapist um yeah and she's gonna dissect it a little bit she might even yeah. do some one-on-one with sydney and mm-hmm. see how it affected her life because sydney well we'll welcome her in one second mm-hmm. not to speak for her but she has an experience with it but is not super religious herself right so we are keeping in mind that we are three white liberal ladies um but it's uh i think we still have a lot of interesting things to say yeah we still just want to talk yeah so that's what this is all about okay (laughs) hi sydney can i come on yes this is all you i know that okay. penis thank right you. to your great mm-hmm. thank you so much hi hi hey welcome sydney thank um, you so so we brought you on here today um 
because I am the leader of a religious cult. And um, <laughs> I know. we mm-hmm. wanted you. I got Jackie in last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Rosie's been receiving a lot of very strange mailings at our house. That's true. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what they were, but now I understand that it's just initiation forms. That's exactly right. Well, what it what actually is, is uh, farm sanctuary um, <laughs> letters. They've been sending us calendars. Uh-huh. Um, I one time donated. And we talk, I think we actually talked about this in a previous podcast. <laughs> I have horse calendars now. Horse oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kitten. Kitten. That's, That's right. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, yeah. When That's you donate right. to Farm Sanctuary, it's a gift that keeps giving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now you know. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, so, hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Oh, I'm feeling good. That's great. <laughs> um, first of all, I just want to say uh, praise be. Uh, oh, under his eye. Under his eye. May the Lord open. May the Lord open. Thank you. Um, sure. Blessed be the fruit. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, we've been watching Handmaid's Tale. HMT. HMT. Well, yeah. Um, nice. Which maybe part of is kind of like informing our thought process right now. Sort of like, well, I mean, we've been judging Christianity probably for a while. But like currently, I feel like in the liberal media, I mean, this it's like very anti-Christianity because it's just saying like, what would happen if, you know, yeah, extreme if, Christians if, took right. over. Well, an extreme Christian group got into power yeah which basically is what's going on right Right. now sort of i mean like the extremist Mm -hmm. that that sect of christianity is not the like i would say it's a a smaller extremist sect of it totally now it's like representing the republican party Mm -hmm. which is very odd for them and for us i don't think anybody's having a good time with it right and like also, I mean, just whatever happened to separation of church and state mm-hmm. and like the entire election yeah. was like, it, and it has been, I feel like for years, just like based on whether or not we want to kill, you know, <laughs> fetuses or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And- With the, the, well, I, I, I do find the, I do find this to be interesting because like when we talk about religion and politics too, because I know a lot of, uh, you know, Catholics or I don't know, I know the Pope's not crazy about Trump. Like I know a lot of religious people do not like Trump. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting is the relationship of people who are super Christian and who like Trump, Mm -hmm. who just Trump as a individual doesn't seem like the most spiritual, (laughs) you know, choice. Yeah. So I, yeah. Does anyone, uh, we don't have our producer here today, so we can't ask him to fact check because he always does. Um, (laughs) Everything we say is a hundred percent factual. Um, does Trump go to church? Do we know this? I don't know. Maybe I don't think he's, well, maybe this is okay. This is just my own opinion, but I don't think that he holds many beliefs at all. Yeah. I think he's pretty much all about himself. So I, I would be shocked if he was any form of religious and I would I'm I don't think he really has deeply held political beliefs no okay. at all I don't yeah I mean, yeah I mean he's just kind of a, a deep narcissist yeah well, yeah and like in this case too so he was just trying to get at a certain group of people mm-hmm. in order to vote for him so he went for like Christians but like your parents are very Catholic like yeah. very strict Catholic oh Catholic but, yeah. okay but they didn't vote for Trump I no, mean they're they Republican hate, they hate, hate him Trump. right and, yeah. and my grandmother you know was very Catholic and very like well not like super but like she was super Democrat and like so that's yeah and okay so I want to hear because I don't know Sydney, I don't know your yeah. kind of like story or your deal or upbringing. So like, do you mind just yeah. talking a little bit about your background? Totally. So, okay. My parents, uh, I've been going, I, I was raised going to church since I was a, 
small child. Mm-hmm. They started in the Presbyterian church. Mm. They were not religious before they had kids, but it was one of those, like, now I have a child, what am I supposed to do with it kind of things. Um, so they went, they were Presbyterian. We went to that church. Then they converted to Anglican Catholicism. And then about five years ago, they converted to Catholicism. Um, so I, so I guess I was raised like Presbyterian and then Anglican Catholic, I would say. And then by the time they converted to Catholicism, I was already like out of the, out of the fold. No, thanks. But I was sent to all girls Catholic boarding school for two years in (sighs) high school. Um, and then I went to a, a secular school for two years and then I went to Emerson College in Boston, which is like a very liberal place. Uh-huh. And that's where I came away from it. But you okay. you broke away like once you got to Emerson or? Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a slow process of, oh. of just like, honestly, the more educated you get, the harder it is to, right. to stick to. And it's interesting because my parents are deeply religious, but also deeply invested in education Mm -hmm. and those were like their two huge priorities growing up and unfortunately for them I think that those two things sometimes are in combat with each other yeah you know so what happened is the more education I got the more I was like wait what is this right that that combined with just like going to college and suddenly having gay friends and having like and just I don't know mostly at Emerson it was gay people Mm -hmm. it's just like okay so wait so I'm seeing the church's messaging about this, but then I'm seeing, but then I just have my friends right. and this hurts them. It's just right. the basic yeah. shit of like, when you come to understand something, when you come to know people, you just can't, you just can't justify discrimination. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas you can justify it when you don't know these people. Totally. Yet. Right. So yeah. And I think that like, maybe also in, in the, um, Catholic and Christian, whatever religion, it's it's like hanging out with your the same people, right? So like yeah. you all and you all like talk about the same things because people are like minded, and so and not exposing themselves to these other things. So like, you know, if you haven't ever met someone who is gay, why wouldn't you just stick with what you thought about them? Like, why would you try to like expand? Right. You know, well, why why do you care? Yeah, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, me. it doesn't affect you. It doesn't yeah. affect, well. He, and here's something that I and I'm not to sound like self self righteous or anything because it's my grandmother, but this is why I brought up my grandmother, my nana. She's you know Italian American, very Catholic, brag. but her <laughs> humble brag <laughs> somehow. Um, but she, her her uh, viewpoint was always interesting to me because she was she was very Catholic, but her like mantra in life, which I'm sure came from somewhere else, but was like to each his own, which is like whatever people want to do and like i introduced her to one, one of my very gay friends Urel, at, at an early age um at, or whatever early on in our our friendship when he was coming out and stuff and she i mean she didn't care at all it was like yeah he's gay of course he's gay like who who cares and so i just don't understand i guess why even though maybe religion preaches or teaches something like why we don't why it's not more just like whatever makes people happy right i think it comes down to an uh some people have an all or nothing approach to religion um okay and and it's kind of like like, i think actually my parents hold this philosophy it's like if you're not gonna take all of it then 
why then take none of it because like once you start piecemealing it gets in their view very oh. like slippery slope very okay you know yeah. yeah which i find incredibly frustrating because the facts are that book was written how long ago i mean yeah. i don't even know for, yeah so long ago so very Bill- long I think ago it's fact check billion years, Billions ago? Of years yeah. ago um and a lot of the stuff in there is just of its time and it's not even about the tenets of the religion yeah so, so my like to put it succinctly my main problem with with the reason i can't be a part of the church anymore is that i feel that that their stances on a lot of social issues are in direct are directly butt up against the tenets of christianity yeah they're in conflict almost with one another yeah it's very it's like it's hypocritical right but, but what they're doing is they're they're trying to incorporate those tenets like the ten commandments you know really what is the religion along with some odd verse somewhere that says that two men can't lay together and it's like well we need to assess our priorities here at some point do we care about this one odd verse more than we care about like love people love your neighbor like yourself yeah like, like all that shit it's very true you know and those two things don't exist at the same time they just can't in yeah my opinion. yeah yeah, and the and the the miso- deep misogyny I think behind religion bothers me. Like you, there aren't female priests because in Catholicism is just men, and like you you thou shalt not lie with another woman while she's something about being on her period. So like what are you? Yeah. I I don't know what are we supposed to do? Like sleep out on the couch when we're on our period? Like I, I think that's a quote from the Bible. I don't know. Yeah, there's Back like a red tent. Something about red. I don't know. So yeah. it's just like yeah. I I mean I but see I agree with you, which is. Yeah. yeah, and that's something my mom actually talked about converting to Catholicism. She had a she that was like one of the last things she had to just grapple with is like, but why can't women be priests? And I wish I could sit here and tell you what they told her, like <laughs> yeah. how she came to because my mom is like CEO, like very I don't know, she's like a powerful woman, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's like chill with that, which is yeah. confusing. I think it's something. I, I can give you the vague reason. I think it's because everything about Catholicism has to do with life, like which is why abortion is such a problem for them. It's all about breeding life. That's like the, the and that's the Handmaid's Tale thing yeah. too. So, <sighs> so um, I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. Um, it's all oh, about breeding so, life. So because it's all about life, it's all about the family too, because that's how you... That's how you, we get to life, you know? Mm-hmm. So so the core, the, the it's really important to them to, to create a standard of what it means to be a family, you know? And so that means heterosexual oh. family only because, to, oh. because you can't otherwise have a child. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it means that they have some structure for like, this is the patriarch and he handles this part and then this is the matriarch and she, you know, that is so that's where it comes from. That is I interesting. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. yeah, that's. But what about um, fa- like people that have kids that don't want them and then like a gay couple like adopts it? Is that, is mm-hmm. I know yeah. that's different because they're not having it, but isn't that a way to still bring a life in I mean yeah I the, think it's all messed up yeah no and I know you yeah yeah, yeah. don't uh, I guess I just um but th- that makes sense I think I just mean like is there a way we couldn't it's, we could yeah. still incorporate I think your question is it, yeah can we can't we why can't we 
still have a priority on life while incorporating modern values. Yes, yes. that's yeah. exactly yes. what yes. Yeah. Lately, people are putting into words my feelings better than I am. I'm thinking about this a lot. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, why can't we evolve evolve with our so- modern society and yeah. still have those? And, well, and this is the problem that's at the crux of of the Catholic Church right now, and this is why this Pope is a very positive influence mm-hmm. because, frankly, I'm he's it still bugs me. I'm like, can you move faster? But I'm just impatient. But like, mm-hmm. he is very good. Like the things he is saying, he's he's really setting a new tone because he knows that the church it's gonna die if if we can't evolve figure out how to evolve yeah together Be- because i think what's what's kind of sad is that you have it makes people feel like you have to go one way or the other and i think that yeah. there are good things about religion like there's you know you have morals and values and sometimes it's harder to do the right thing and like you yeah. want to be honest and like there are certain things you can take from it that are po- just to make you a good person yeah but, but it's yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of turnoffs then too, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I agree with all those things, and like, I mean, I like would go in and out of church. I went to church camps a couple times, and I was raised Catholic. But then, like, given the opportunity to decide not to do it, I think I mostly chose not to do it because I didn't want to go to like after school things. Yeah. You know, it like, like wasn't cool. You know, it wasn't cool. Rosie's all or, about like, being cool. I'm always. <laughs> um, I wish you guys could see what I'm wearing right now. Um, very cool. Um, anyway, um, it's. It's like part of me wanted to be religious because it felt so like pure and good. Well, that's why we gravitate towards it as humans is it's a way to assure ourselves that we're being good people. Right. It's like, here, be a part of this thing that has this moral setup and and subscribe to it. And that's it for you. That's easy. Yeah. It's it's harder to to break away from that, I think. And then to have to define for yourself what it means to be a good person. Wow. That's so true. My what I've what I've chosen to do, I guess. Yeah. Like, I had a really interesting conversation with my dad the other night about um, Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. which my dad just, he's a, he's full disclosure, a 64 year old white man who, who can't get behind that movement. And I wouldn't, I, I'm not prepared to call him racist. I don't think he has, I know he doesn't have a problem with black people. He just doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't get it with that that movement. Mm -hmm. And, and finally what it came down to was I said, dad, it, you, you don't get it because you don't have black friends and a lot of people in your church don't have black friends. And I don't see, I don't see the Catholic church rallying behind black lives matter at all, you know? And it's because I think it's easier to be complacent when you already have religion and to say, I am a good person. I'm doing these things. And they, they're not thinking about a really important human rights movement like Black Lives Matter, because in Newport Beach, where I'm from, that church is, I mean, there's actually a lot of diversity, but there's not a lot of black people mm-hmm. at all. And so they're not thinking about it. And yeah. it's not top of mind, you know, whereas for me, I, I have to wonder what it means to be a good person a lot. And I also have black friends. Right. So right. Uh, those two things mean that I'm like, shit, we got to get, get our shit together on this, you know? Right. Yeah. But as for my dad, he's like, he's settled in the fact that he's going to heaven and he's, he's good to go and he goes to mass and he, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. Like, and also kind of ignorance is bliss, like staying in the like, well, I, I, honestly, that's not my battle to fight. I'm exactly. good. Like, yeah. And I said to him, I was like, dad, that's what is going to keep this problem going forever. Totally. If, if white people like you 
are going to die on that fucking cross, yeah. then we're, they're screwed. There's no movement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe in the next generation. I mean, because I feel like, yeah, there is a lot of, with our parents' age people, it's hard to change. Like, even yeah, with, like, for sure. jobs. Like, people, like, who are, like, I was, like, raised a coal mining kid. I wanted to be a coal miner forever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that doesn't exist anymore, so you're going to have to evolve. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think people have a hard time we all change. do. I have a hard time oh with God. change. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And yeah. like, once you feel like you found something and someone's telling you do something different. I know. And so that's that's such an interesting factor of my my relationship with my parents because I'm very open about my stance on things and they're really open about their stance on things. And there are some points we get to where it's just we uh, there's nothing left to say yeah. because they've decided because mm-hmm. the Pope feels this way. That's their decision. It's, it's not a standstill. I can make all the logical arguments for why their stance goes directly against the tenets of their church. And yeah, they can't fight that. But this is the, the this is the thing. Yeah. Well, and I like really quickly, I think yeah. what worries me is um, the generations can change in a way like mm-hmm. their kid is you and you have these views and then you will you know, yeah. instill that on your kids someday if you have or want them. What I get nervous about is where I'm fr- where I'm from is a Bible belted community in Florida. And it's like where literally my friend Ural was called faggot and like it was OK. And what I get nervous about is that those people are staying there right. for the rest mm-hmm. of their life mm-hmm. and they are they are Im- imparting that. I don't know if that's the right word yeah. onto their kids and yeah. their kids like are doing the same as to ever change. Right. Yeah. 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 So that that's 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 my concern. Yeah. But and anyway, if you're, if you're like a white Christian person and it's working for you. Yeah. Like, then you're fine. Yeah. And but I, then when when I did go to like Sunday school, they told me uh, I remember them one girl talking about her uncle being gay and they and the catholics were like well he's he's sick you know like you're the uncle's sick and i went home and i told my mom that also i hated going but i told my mom that and she was like what wait what are they you know what are they teaching you like what and so she brought me out of that but if she hadn't have done that Mm. i mean i would have yeah i would have thought that until i moved away as well but i never i didn't never grew up feeling that way because my parents were from up north and like liberal but i'm saying if i were born and bred Florida and that's what I was around yeah and that's what my leaders or Catholic teachers or whatever were telling me you know I don't know yeah you get on that's when you get on that side I think and don't oh yeah don't change I don't know sorry anyway that's good I mean that's that's not good I mean it's interesting (laughs) like I wish you would have stayed to be honest right (laughs) and I do too and that's I mean you know I would love to see the like uber conservative <laughs> christian version of oh you God. just as passionate they're out there but like yeah absolutely yeah um so i think we're gonna bring on jen to sort of talk to sydney a little bit more all right we're introducing jen our, our resident uh therapist um to speak about religion mm-hmm. and how it could affect your upbringing or life or brain or anything and we're just gonna kind of let sydney and jen talk together a little bit and get our voices the hell out of here you know what i'm saying <laughs> lesson be the fruit hi like, okay we're here <laughs> <laughs> they're still here we're spoiler still here. alert they're still in the room oh, yeah. <laughs> no i mean i think Yes. <laughs> um, 
I mean, you know, I always bring to the conversation not so much the yes or no answer to being an asshole, but I try to offer maybe some understanding around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think religion is obviously a really delicate topic. I mean, that's certainly not saying anything profound, but um, I think it's interesting, you know, when you think about it from a psychological perspective, um, Freud actually talked a lot about religion, and he did a lot of writing on religion. And, um, well, you know, not everything Freud says and wrote um, is necessarily the gold standard for things today. I think it's interesting because he kind of saw religion as, like, this almost an infantile need for people. Um, Because when you think about it, you have this God, which is this overseeing, um, no, mm-hmm. you know, knows all, sees all, and provides this very strict figure, which he says is kind of like a father figure. And the way that religion is structured, at least in Christianity, um, it's interesting because it kind of gives you the structure as if we on earth are the children, and then you have this like all knowing, all powerful father being God. You have Mary who is sort of the loving mother that, you know, Catholics especially pray to for forgiveness. Um, And then you have Jesus, who's who's the son. And so when you think about it in that way, you know, I just think it's interesting. Again, I'm not saying Freud did right. I'm just saying I think it gave kind of an interesting perspective, which was really controversial at the time. Um, Mm. But it gives an interesting perspective as to one reason why he thought that maybe people needed religion. Kind of the, the... the purpose of religion for mm-hmm. people gives a very familiar structure mm-hmm. and it sort of takes away the um, almost the responsibility of having to deal with things on earth it's like it, it's well God says so you can read that dad says I've got to yeah. do it this way so I'm going to do it this way and there's not a whole lot of questioning that because God in many parts of the Bible can be extremely vengeful and extremely, um, you know, show a lot of wrath. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was kind of an interesting take on it. Um, and I think the other thing to remember about religion is that it kind of gives maybe some control when there's things that we don't feel like we have a lot of control over. Mm-hmm. Right. Particularly the afterlife. Yeah. You know, that's really scary. Um, And so having something to believe in and having something to hope for is extremely powerful or can be for a lot of people. I I kind of have a question about, I don't know if you can answer this, um, but like what kind of people, I mean, is there like a specific type of people that like gravitates toward religion or like the difference between the people that leave religion? I mean, Sydney was kind of saying like, education sort of like separates you from that sometimes but like is there like a certain type of personality that gravitates towards that you know I mean I don't (laughs) research on that yeah Um, but I think anecdotally if you look I mean you have really really um, I mean have people that by traditional standards are extremely smart and also religious Mm -hmm. Um, and then you also tend to have people that maybe aren't as educated and also highly religious. And I think, I mean, I think 
looking at religion, just like a lot of stuff on a spectrum, is really important because there are people that, and, and it's, I think it's about like what function does it serve for you, right? Like, there are people like Jackie was talking about um, our grandmother, you know, who maybe maybe what it served for her was not so much a purpose to go out and convert others, but it was maybe more of an internal service, and it gave her the hope and whatever she needed for internal support. Um, whereas I think other people feel that there's not only an internal sense of, you know, comfort or whatever, but also this almost externalized service oriented where not only do they have to have it for themselves, but you have to go out and also kind of recruit others and, and make other people see how wonderful it is. And that's part of their definition of being a Christian, for example. Mm, yeah. Is, is, is spreading the word yeah. of the and Lord. I think that's where um, your question of, am I an asshole for judging? I mean, I guess it, de- it would depend to me, you know, what aspects of it you're judging, because I think if it's true, I mm-hmm. think there, you know, there's a Venn diagram, right? There's overlapping constantly of personal rights and personal beliefs, and then respecting others' rights and beliefs. And so, um, I don't know, I I don't know where, what, if you guys tend to judge one type of person over another, you know, what is it about people that are religious that make you guys angry? What is it about, about religion that kind of gets you to feel that sense of, like, frustration or, or anger? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, really quickly I can answer with hypocrisy and, um self-righteousness i think it pisses me off i have a question but after yeah. that we can talk we can talk about what pisses us off about it mm-hmm. and yeah Sydney, i wouldn't mind hearing your opinion yeah. as well and then also i'm i have a question of you know at what point do you find it that, that it could be unhealthy and i unhealthy is a strong word and so is damaging so i want to like steer away because obviously you're not damaged or whatever but like is there a point where it could be damaging to this to the psyche or mm-hmm. or or being influenced so heavily by parents or something i don't know yeah so it's actually really interesting to say that because in in clinical work right like you're always looking at um we call them like strengths and maybe um challenges for people and Religion is one of those that really can fall into either camp when you're looking at the strengths and challenges of your patient or your client. And it's because it really is so individual that um, religion can be a tremendous, tremendous sense of stability and hope for people that can get them through um, really difficult times. And it can also offer a really important uh, social structure for people a sense of belonging, a sense of love that maybe they're not getting in other areas of their life. And in that case, it's definitely a strength. And you definitely want to encourage that um, a person continues to utilize that strength of theirs. And sometimes, though, it can be a challenge and it can be a hindrance because sometimes the way that they might interpret what they're dealing with, whether it's depression, anxiety, um, whatever affliction they're having, sometimes there's this sense of assigning blame and religion can sometimes offer the interpretation that I am this way because I'm being punished or 
because I haven't done something right. You know, and you have to really be careful of that type of interpretation. And religion can really, really do that to a lot of people. Um, the other interesting thing about religion, I think, is that we talked about it's called locus of control, or which is basically just a way of saying um, the sense that a person has of control over their situation and outcomes of situations. And generally, people who have an internal locus of control, meaning, like, I think that I have a lot of control over what happens to me, um, they may be less religious. They may be less religious. Whereas you may, and I'm not saying this is part of the past rule, but a lot of my anecdotal experience, you know, a lot of people who are extremely religious sometimes have this external locus of control or ex like belief that things happen to them and happen by means that they have absolutely no control over, and that can be sort of um, challenging and can present a challenge in the situation because. It's difficult when you feel that you can't control anything. It's very difficult to get out of the situation that you're in. And so if you throw everything up to a God and that this is what happened because of God and then God is what's going to take it away, mm-hmm. it removes a lot of that individual self-efficacy and the sense of responsibility that an individual can have, which is extremely important for health change um and that's kind of what freud going back to freud a little bit talked to talks about how you know and um he's he wrote several different essays and books on it and they're really fascinating and i would suggest anybody even just is curious to read them but in in some of his work you know he suggests that um religion is a way of just of, of sort of getting rid of that responsibility to mm make hard decisions and to, you know. Right. I mean, and that kind of goes into that, like, (laughs) we've been making fun of it recently with, like, basic bitch people, but just being like, the universe is telling me that, you know, this is, this is right. Like, we should have met here or whatever. Like, but it's easier to just, like, blame it or, or give it a reason that it happened because of something higher, something that you don't know. Yeah. It sort of alleviates responsibility. It alleviates worry. It's sort of like, like, oh, you know, if I don't if I don't have a say in it and I can't control it, you know, well, whatever. You know, and there there can be kind of a, a blissfulness, and I don't necessarily even mean that in a derogatory way. Yeah, just you know, kind of this relief. Um, so, but yeah, I guess I'm curious, like Cindy, did did religion? Um, is there anything that you can recall, like? positive getting from religion like what did religion do for you I guess is maybe a better way of phrasing it maybe when you were yeah you know it's kind of hard for me to say because it just was my life you know what I mean like it's just that was my reality so I don't know what it would be like to have grown up without that I mean I suspect I suspect it instilled some sort of morality moral compass you know um but I don't think I think my parents could have done that without it you know like I think most of my moral compass actually comes from my family's values over over religious values which which to me are almost 
But okay, th- that's interesting because I was just about to say, to me, the tenets of Christianity that are great are just, are literally just being a good person. It's like our societal understanding of being a good person. But maybe if I hadn't, if that hadn't been ingrained in me, I would be different. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I think it's interesting to also think back to when religion was formalized. You know, if you think back to the Romans and when they went from like a polytheistic, is that the right Yeah. Word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of it was to create order and to create, it served a function, it served a purpose for order. Yeah. And so maybe now, you know, you, you're not, you're not, I don't think any of us are refraining from murdering people because it says thou shalt not kill. Yeah, right. You know? That's a good point. Speak for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Um, No, but, you know, like, and that's why I think looking now in modern times at the function of religion and what what function does it serve or did it serve or ever serve for you, you know, independent of maybe, like, looking back now in a critical way, like, if you can kind of put yourself back into your... Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Did you get anything? Was there a function for you, or was it all just kind of like following? Or did it affect you negatively in some way? Yeah. So I I think I can I can recall a, a brief period where my parents were between churches, between the Presbyterian Church and the Anglican Catholic Church, where we were going to this church that was non denominational, which um, is so not my parents' brand of Christianity, but I think they were figuring it out and. I was in like the sick, I don't know, I was I was in maybe the sixth grade or something. And like, they were really, it was a lot of the like standing and singing with guitars and shit. And like, and like the youth group was very much like that. And like, I went to a Christian camp and I remember just being so into Jesus, you know, and like, so like overcome by this love for Jesus and and I guess I guess it, it was comforting at a time in middle school when you're like, who the hell am I? And like, you know, this girl is throwing my journal away in the locker and like the whatever, like just shit that happens in middle school. It was like, oh, this is grounding me in like a greater truth, I, I guess. Yeah. But then I would say, which which I will say, e- evangelical sects of Christianity are very good at. Like, and I don't mean that even negatively necessarily, but like they're the whole culture is to like feel this overcoming love for God. And like, it really worked for me. And then when we got to the Anglican Catholic church, I was like, I mean, those are our 15 long services with that are high masses with a lot of, a lot of chanting, a lot of like uh, incense. Like that's just the kind of thing that when you're 11 years old, you're like, get me out of this room. Um, And I didn't really find a community there of friends that I liked and, and then that's when I started just, okay, I'm just going to go, kind of. Well, and yeah, you were also forced to go to boarding school. Yeah, so the boarding school is when it got bad. Right. Because I would say the negative, that that's, if I, my guess is if I have any psychological damage, it's from, <laughs> it's from um, th- that period of my life when I was, 
trying to figure out who I was as a person. I was a freshman and sophomore. I'd been sent to this boarding school. I knew it meant so much to my parents for me to want to be there. They wanted me to want to be there so bad. And like, I wanted to please my parents. I also wanted to please God, even though I didn't really have strong feelings about God, but literally a, a pre, a priest there I guess cornered me one time and was like I hear you want to leave what do you think God wants are you really going to do that to God like this whole like guilt trip that I'll never forget it was like I felt so cornered and I I felt like a bad person for feeling for not liking what what was a really unhealthy environment yeah he was shaming yeah yeah so that stuff is bad obviously You said something at the beginning, which I thought was interesting, is that it seems like your parents became more in tune with religion when they were starting to have children, and almost like, what are we? Mm -hmm. What makes you what what leads you to to say that? Because they say that, like they've literally told me that. And what do you think that, like, if you if you kind of think deeper into that, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it means that this is a choice that they made because it made it, it made it easier for them. Like it was, it was an easy way to figure out how to be a parent. It's like, okay, I don't know how to do this. This is a scary thing because it is terrifying. Like when I have a child, I'm going to be fucking terrified. And I think that was their solution was, okay, well we go to church and they'll, they'll know what to do, (laughs) you know? And it's a community. Yeah. Almost utilizing that, I don't know, going back to kind of the Freud analogy, like utilizing that like father-mother figure that... Yes. Totally. And I will also fill in that my parents did not have good parents. And they've really had to do a lot of legwork to figure out how to be good parents. And my parents are, for all their flaws, really, really good parents. So, So, yeah, I think they had, they didn't have examples, you know? And so they needed an example. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I just, before we close, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the things that we were saying that we would, that we do judge about the Christian religion, which is that when you said um, self-righteousness and hypocrisy, hypocrisy, I think that you can find that in everybody, Mm. which is why. Liberals, liberals. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) We are hypocritical and righteous, self-righteous too. So, I think that's really interesting that like when you pick out the things that you don't like about them, mm-hmm. it's kind of just like a generic person thing. I mean, not generic, I, yeah. like general. I, yeah, totally. But then I, I, I specifically go to like shaming people for sex and then molesting kids. It's just right. like so hard I know. for me to like that type of hypocrisy. Like I think everyone's hypocritical, but the, the depth in which I find like yeah. hypocrisy among super, some super religious people I, it's so hard for me to get past that. So, that so for sure. sure. And my dad says a very wise thing, which is that um, the problem with religion is that it's filled with people, you know, like, mm-hmm. like all of that that you just said, that's very real. That's a people problem. That's mm-hmm. a certain people problem, sure. you know? And so things get very muddy very quickly because we're trying, because it's always a problem to say a blanket statement about, about a certain thing like to say all republicans are racist assholes is crazy right you know to say all christians are hypocrites is crazy so that's kind of the there's a lot of nuance there yeah i guess i 
to speak to what you're saying too it's like it in this thing that these people have chosen they've put up like a block that they won't be able to get past right so like mm. if they want to be able to <laughs> i don't know like they're putting up these morals but then they want to break them and i'm like yeah you know what i mean yeah like, but, like so why did you do that like and and also is it because you had this this rule like you know just the automatic like wanting to rebel against something is it like part of that situation where you're like I can't fuck kids, <laughs> but now I want to <laughs> because like, it's right. I, can't I don't know. I can't fuck anyone. It's yes. Like up fucking kids. Or, it's obviously a, they're sick. It's not because they're Catholic priests. I mean, they're, they're, but I think that the, the, you have to look at the structure, the structure. I mean, we're specifically talking about the Catholic faith. I assume when we talk yeah. about kids, right? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you look at the structure of the Catholic organization, it lends itself to being able to almost hide in that, you know, like priests are not, not only are they not expected to get married, they are not allowed to get married. So. Or have sex, right? No, definitely not. Yeah. Think about things like homosexuality, even like it's, I mean, what better place to go than somewhere where you're not expected to be married. Mm-hmm. So your lifestyle won't be questioned. And, you know, now that might not seem as relevant, but I think I think there was a time where that, I mean, I know there was a time where that was incredibly taboo. Yeah. And the same with, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, like it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing. I mean, I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't think it's a chicken and egg thing because I don't think that, I don't think that you would become a pedophile by joining, you know, a lack of, because that's a very specific sexual prowess or really predatorship. Um, but I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud that the structure, I think, of the church allows for people who are hiding something about their sexuality to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. systemic problem that the Catholic Church has, yeah. for sure is terrible yeah and i mean that's a super extreme example like priests and molestation i know but like even just like a very relatable thing with like among a couple friends that i know where their parents are super religious and they're they're not expected to live with their loved one like that's like against like until they get married or sex or yeah yeah, or sex before you get married and but then I have a, a couple friends who, when their parents comes in, come in town, like they are living together. And when their parent comes in town, they separate and they act as if they're not living together, yeah. which is, is yeah, deceitful, but, but in the, a way that I understand. Yeah, yeah. But to me, as a human, it's very helpful to live or yeah. be very close to my dad. Partner. I was going to, I have a boyfriend of eight years and my, my dad shut it down with us trying to move in together. Like, which is crazy that I'm an adult woman and my father shut it down. But he was just like, I will never ever look at Mike the same way ever again. Good luck. And it's like, okay, so do I just give up my family to move in with my boyfriend? Like, that's basically what my dad laid out for me. Like, yeah, I mean, those hard lines. The whole am an asshole thing, right? Like, understanding why people do what they do. Mm -hmm. The hypocrisy that you are observing probably has a very almost reasonable explanation if you understand why the person is doing what they're doing, not the pedophilia. Right. Yeah, but the you know, beliefs. Just quickly labeling that person as a hypocrite, well, okay, in 
Sydney's case, right? Like, she's doing what she has to do in order to balance that. And I, I don't know what your situation yeah. is, but let's say you did move in with your boyfriend and you were somebody who, you know, spent the night with a friend or whatever, or he spent the night and pretended you weren't living together when your parents were around, right? Like, yeah, on the surface, that is hypocritical because maybe you do espouse these beliefs or whatever. But when you dig deeper, right? Like, you have to understand why people do what they do. Yeah. And as humans, we have a need to have love and acceptance. And when we're not getting that at face value, you know, we have to do we have to do what we have to do to get it. And sometimes those are not, you know, it's not easy to just expect somebody to just stand up to their parents. Or oh, my God, yeah. I, no, know? I think it just makes, it, it's hypocritical to sometimes nature or like humanity that's what i meant like yeah expecting something you're not a hypocrite no yeah the situation to me is kind of hypocritical it's weird yeah some people aren't i mean some people it really does work for them to not live together before you're married and i think it's important to understand that while your value and your belief is that it's healthy and the best thing and you can make all kinds of arguments as to why that's possibly true there's also another side there and it's as valid of a side as your side so long as the person isn't hurting other people or hurting themselves really right yeah i actually had a this kind of ties in a very interesting revelation about religion like last month or something which is that um the 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 thing that really separates secular people from religious people really is the afterlife element because for my parents who are good people and want to be good people but have these stances on gay marriage and abortion that don't m- make sense to me the the thing is at the end of the day they're not concerned with this world this world is a passing moment and they're concerned with the afterlife so for them wow. they'll do any so for them they're serving the greater purpose of this everlasting life that they and God intends etc. For us this is all we have. Right. So for oh me God, so yeah nice. it's yeah. I know. Yeah. Cuz for me it's like explain to me why why we can't let gay people be gay. Explain to me why a woman can't choose. I mean I you know abortion is a complicated thing but why what what it just it logically in my brain I'm like I don't get it but for my parents it's like that's not what it's about it just isn't and that's why on a deep level we can't I think it's important to understand that to understand religious people I also think it's important to understand that that's something that isn't going to change and that's why these are the two issues remaining like these there are some issues that will remain Mm -hmm. you know and they just it just it's not going to that's where we that's where the rubber meets the road. I feel like that's a good place to end. Yeah. That's Je- that, yeah. A bit. <laughs> Jen, do you have any final things to say? No, not really. Great. Love you. Um cool. Well, wow, that was great. Thanks guys. Um thank you Jen. You're wonderful. Yep. You can get back to your baby now. Um Sydney My baby that who I have not baptized and won't be baptizing so <laughs> Well, what up? <laughs> I disagree. It's a whole scary thing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. How is mom and dad going to feel? I mean, like the just courtesy, just in case. Oh, I know. Yeah, just in case that there is an after thing. Oh, I can yeah. get just, like, this done with. Just give them like that insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, because I, I definitely um, do a quick prayer before I get on a plane. But I think that's more of a superstitious OCD thing, which we've talked about before, Jen. <laughs> but I do. I'm like, J-I-C. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, God. <laughs> so I'm a hypocrite. It has a lot of, uh, a lot of components that are compulsive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like ugh, so much. So many things like with batters. Batters? What are they called? Baseball players. Not sure. Cool. Cool. Anyway, um, (laughs) good stuff. I'm so glad I ended it on saying batters. I think Um, that was right. Um, Thank you, Sydney, for revealing so much about your private life. Oh, of course. Anytime. Just for being you. Thank you. This was really fun. Um, Bye. Tune in next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Am I an Asshole Podcast. Yay! We'd like to thank Sydney Nichols for this last one. She was fucking amazing. She's also hilarious. Mm-hmm. So you should follow her on Instagram at Dog or Dog. I don't know how she says it. S-Y-D-A-W-G. You can also go to SydneyNichols.com. Check out her website. She's a comedian, writer. She's awesome. Absolutely. And um, thank you so much to our wonderful producer, Jonathan Coulomb. What a doll. And our um, our graphic design was by Patrick Jones. Thank you so much for doing that, Patrick. Um, and if you guys, if you like what you heard, please subscribe. Um, rate us five stars. Give us a review if you want. Um, please like us on Facebook. Am um, I an a-hole? I am a-hole. an asshole. Search both. You can just search both. And if you just see our little pretty faces in that pink um, that pink design with Donnie in there. Um, go for it. Go for it. And also, guys, if you have any questions at all about anything, if you're, you know, wondering when the next big earthquake's going to hit, email us. We know everything. Um, am I an a-hole podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Ask us about if you think you're an asshole about mm-hmm. something. We want to hear about it. Maybe we'll talk about it on our podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye.